Peace and blessings. My name is G, and I wanted to thank all our contributors, staff, guests, and listeners. Everyone, welcome to The Black Vibrations, the podcast for the people, by the people. <laughs> we are here for good vibes, convos, and last but not least, to promote black excellence. So welcome back, y'all. Today is a very unique day. I wanted to bring someone on the show that deserves the spotlight. He's a hardworking man. He does not limit himself to just one thing. Jack of all trades. Everyone, welcome Mr. Francis Castillo. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me. I'm honored and humbled to even be selected to be a part of uh, such a wonderful, wonderful program, wonderful episode, you know, part of the culture. So thank you guys for having me on. No, absolutely. How are you feeling today, Francis? Um, you know, you look nice. You look like yeah. a businessman. I got the company shirt on. So um, definitely I, I try, man. I feel good uh, today. You know, I just take it one day at a time, try to go you know, one and know, you know, try not to put too much pressure on myself and just, just enjoy the day, man. Smell the roses. So I'm, I'm feeling real good despite the dark and gloomy weather. No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's what's up. You know, uh, we need more people like you, you know, you have that energy, that presence, um, something that can't be bought, so to say, you know, and, and, um, you know, we, we met actually before I even thought about being an entrepreneur myself, you know, um, I met you maybe, what was it? 20, 2019? Was that 2019? Yeah. Um, you were actually doing business <laughs> with one of my very good friends, um, you know, Keenan Easter, shout out to Keenan. Um, you know, that's my, that's my guy. Um, and you guys were working on the brunch CLT and I think that's amazing, um, how we're here today because of that connection that I made with you, um, you know, almost two years ago. You know, I was up there. Um, where was it at? Explicit? We was at the music factory, right? And now right on the head, you yeah, know. Yeah. We, I, we, I don't. Go ahead. No, I was going to say we were at the music factory. That's all. I was just trying to double check, right? Yeah, music factory, the nail right on the head. I believe it was 2019, like you said. And, you know, God don't make a mistake. He just makes a way. Um, it was the irony of me meeting you back then and us continue to uh, follow each other. And, and like I said, the connection is definitely through Kenan. Kenan um, is great, great friend. I consider him family, like, like cousins. Uh, grew up together for the most part. And we came together We're alongside with Joshua Blair. And uh, we made some history. And I did the brunch uh, CLT, which we're currently still working on some things with the brunch as well. Yeah, yeah, the brunch um, was awesome. That was great. Um, you know, 
again, when Keenan told me he had some type of networking event in place, he had, you know, he I didn't know too much detail. I just knew I was, of course, going to be there. I wanted to see what it was like. And that was a vibe. Like, that's kind of like the first time I felt like I was an adult um, on the scene, per se, to, like, get to see who else is out here. Because, you know, um, we don't do this often enough. You know, we don't take the time to organize um, and plan, execute events successfully. And not only do we not take the time to not discuss or plan and execute events um, for us, but for the sole purpose of Black business. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was there. I seen the list. I was, you know, I was one of the hostess. I said, are you on the list? (laughs) They all were like, I'm with Francis. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, I was like, Keenan, who's Francis? He's like, he's the other guy who I was like, oh, okay. And then when I met you, I was like, this is a businessman. Like, this is a business. Even your wife, lovely lady, at the time she was pregnant, matter of fact. Yes. Yes. I'm talking about y'all were like really pre- like, I was like, dream you. I was like, okay, I can identify. And again, I talk about that all the time, even now that I've had this podcast. You meet people virtually, you interact with them through social media. And this is, again, 2019, it's before COVID. And when you do all of that, you interact and you network with these people. And when you finally get to a, a physical, you know, setting, you're like, oh, you dream you. Oh, hey. You know, whatever, you know, ha, ha, ha. And at this time, I didn't have my own brand. I was just myself, you know. <laughs> I was just myself. So I was just like, I like that. And think that's one of the important things that we need for your branding is to identify your brand. <laughs> that's like the first step. Who are you? And you and your wife and even others who were part of the event that were with you had the brand that we were able to identify who was with Francis. And so I just wanted to, like you said, everything has an appointed time. So there's a reason why actually I have to tell you, you inspire me too to get started to do what I needed to do to identify my brand. And this was two years ago. I'm trying to tell you, I had no intention of being an entrepreneur. I was like, dang, I'm trying to get back on the scene. I don't really know what I want to do. I'm from here. I'm from Charlotte. Like, this is my hometown. Had no idea. And, you know, last year I was fortunate enough to just kind of come into this and really, you know, embrace it and own it, you know, the podcast. And so, um, I want to thank you again, just for being a spark. Cause you, 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 you don't even probably realize that, but that's why I wanted to tell you, like, I remember, I remember a lot of things and I remember in 2019, you and your wife were clean head to toe doing business. Well, thank Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm definitely going to let her know that too. Um, and to be honest with you, man, you you did an exceptional job. It was my first time ever meeting you, but I could tell it was something it was something special about you. Um, thank you for just helping us out and being hands on. And a lot of times, people don't understand how much hard work goes into anything. You know, usually they see the 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 the, the result of it, the success factor of it. But a lot of times, man, a lot of work has to be done behind the scenes. And we did a lot of work. I mean, I brought people from Wilmington that came to support DreamU, um, people from um, Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So a lot of people were definitely um, 
evolved and incorporated with with us um, doing that brunch. And like I said, um, I'm just fortunate enough to be a part of such a good tribe and a network of people that support me and my brand. So all God be the glory on that. Yes. That's awesome. Like that, that that's awesome. I'm glad that um, we were able to kind of refresh on that because I actually wanted to tell you that I had never told you, Hey, you actually are a contribution to what inspired me to be where I'm sitting at right now. And this is why we're doing what we're doing. So I want to let you know that. So now just go ahead and tell the people a little bit more who you are. Like I know who you are at this point. I'm familiar with you, but for those who don't know, go ahead and introduce yourself. Who are you? Well, she, she did a great job. Um, and everyone <laughs> who's listening and watching, um, my name is Francis uh, B. Castillo. Um, I'm 34 years old. I am, of course, uh, number one child of God. Uh, number two, I'm a husband. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I own a company. I'm the CEO of Dream You Event Planning and Marketing. Um, I'm a certified life coach. Um, and as of December 17th, I am um, a self-published author of a book titled Leveling Up with Francis Castillo spiritually, mentally, and financially. Ooh, you're all of that. And that's what I was telling everybody. Like this man has no limit. Like I met him on the marketing and event planning side. He came out with a book last year. I was like, Francis been writing a book. <laughs> I was like, I know this man has not been in the last, and you just had a baby too. With what last year was your baby, was your son born last year? You hit the nail right on the head. He was born March 19th, uh, 2020. And to let everyone in on what I was going through with that was my son is the first boy on my wife's side of the family in 100 years. Whoa. So the last boy was born in 1920. And uh, my son, Theo, is the first one born in 2020. It's been 100 years. And uh, he's about to be one years old coming up. But the process of juggling all that and having a son um, writing and still managing the company was a tall task. So, wow, I didn't. Oh my god, it gets better with you each and every moment, Francis. That's a, actually a good fact to have. So, um, wow, a hundred years. Hundred years. I, the, the the tradition was the baby girl would have uh, two girls. And that happened for 100 years until until uh, my son Theodore, well, everybody calls him Theo. Theo came along and, and broke the mold. So it's, it's 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 truly a pleasure, man. He keeps me on my toes. Put it like that. Wow, that's crazy. So you're a husband, you're a father, you're a child of God. You're also a self-published author, an entrepreneur. Like this is, it gets no better than this. So. Um, Francis, where are you from? You know, tell the people more so what is it to feel um, your roots? Where are you from? And, you know, how does it feel to be a part of um, the Black community, honestly? Just, you know, what does that look like and feel like? That is a very great question. Um, I'm originally, I was born in Belize, Central America. Uh, a lot of people may not know what that is, but it is right below Mexico, Right above, um, right above, right above um, South America. So it's like right in between 
it's, they, they consider it Central America. Um, a lot of famous people are actually from Belize. I mean, it's a beautiful place. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has an island in Belize, um, has Maya ruins. It has the African culture in Belize. Um, long story short, um, they were Africans who were either discoverers or slaves who ended in Central America. Um, and the, the, those people were called the Garufina, and they just kept the, 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 the tradition and the culture of being Black. They were from West Africa and ended up in Central America. Um, so the thing about being from there, a lot of people think when you have an accent or your last name is different, they automatically think that you're from Jamaica or you're from Africa, you know, but no, I'm from Belize. <laughs> so you got to explain to people where it is most of the time, even though they got a lot of famous people that are from Belize. So, you know. That's crazy. And, you know, like you said, people like prejudge or they already make an assumption based off of, you know, your name or your skin tone or your accent, like you just mentioned. And that's great. I didn't, you educated again. You get better and better, Francis. Like, no joke. You have a culture that is um, easily been able to be uh, recognizable, but we're not as um, educated on that part of, um, you know, that history and that origin. And so that's very important to just kind of know those things. And that's why I asked, like, what are your roots? Like, um, so I know you were originally from Belize, but how did, how did you get, how did you get to North Carolina? Go ahead and tell everybody about that. Cause you're not in Belize right now. <laughs> I miss that Belize weather, man. But going back to also, going back to what you said earlier, it's kind of my job and my duty and my responsibility to, spread it to the world and let the people, you know, let the world know about Belize. Um, but moving forward, um, my parents brought me to America when I was three years old. And the first city I lived in was, no joke, Los Angeles. So I've lived in Los Angeles, then I moved to Chicago, then I moved to New York. I've lived in uh, Connecticut for a summer, and I lived in Irvington, New Jersey, all before 12 years old and moving to little old Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where I settled down for a large part of my uh, my teenage years. Okay. So shout out to the 336. No, well, I don't know if you know this, Francis, but I went to Greensboro College. So that's actually where I went in. Um, did my undergraduate career. I actually, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before. I wish I really was um, a part of HBCU. Um, but, you know, shout out to Winston-Salem State. You know, you know, a lot of the Rams, the Ram fam definitely is out there listening. Uh, Keenan, of course, is Mr. WSSU of class of 2014. So I, uh, you know, I'm familiar with Winston and um, that is crazy. That's a very small, that's a very small city. Um, and you've been everywhere. <laughs> hey, I was fortunate enough um, in a way, you know, you got to make a, a, a blessing out of something. You know, I didn't kind of want to move a lot, but unfortunately sometimes life takes you through certain journeys and I mean for me it was a blessing after a while because you know I got a chance to experience those different places at a unique time so a lot of people they consider a vacation going to Myrtle Beach and I'm like nah you got to go somewhere you got to travel the world you got to taste different food different cultures and and, and and try different things so I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to do that yeah all before 
you became a teenager too. You were able to do all of that before you settled down. That's crazy. So um, give us a little bit more about your background in Winston. Like, what was it like? You said you kind of settled down there. What did you do, um, you know, from teenage to man, I guess at this point, since you're in Winston? You know what? Um, I tell people all the time, Belize, you know, Belize birthed me. You know, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, you know, made me. And um, Winston raised me. So, you know, Winston was definitely an intricate part of my life. You know, the three components of, of anybody is, you know, the mind, the body, and the soul. And you can definitely say that Winston was like the soul for me. Like, I found myself in Winston. Um, it was weird at first because my dad used to smoke Winston cigarettes, right? So I'm mm -hmm. like, I didn't know anything about Winston-Salem, but Winston cigarettes are made in Winston-Salem, you know, and, um, we moved here because a lot of the reasons was because living in a city life is kind of rough. And my mom wanted a good place to raise a young man such as myself. So I thank God that she did. And, um, we had an uncle living here at the time. And we moved down here, man, and it was it was it was like a retirement town. It was small. Winston is growing. Uh, I currently live in Greensboro, but I still work in Winston. Um, and growing up was, you know, I was, you know, getting some scuffles here and there, and being a new kid from somewhere. Uh, I try to keep myself out of the. I never consider myself street or hood, um, even though I lived in the hood. So I try to keep my nose clean and stay away from those things. So I engulf myself in sports, and I just would run track, play football, play soccer, play volleyball. And, and, and that was the majority of my life for a long time. Work, um, working on my craft, sports, going to school, um, and just trying to better myself and get out, get out of the life of the hood, man. It was just, that was pretty much it for the most part. Okay. So you knew you wanted to be out of the hood. That was always, I think that's kind of like 95% of black people who are raised in the hood that's got to be the end goal to not be in the hood now there's still that small percentage that's like nah this is all in me this is the end all be all but um you carry that same symbolic um feeling um that other people feel that hey this is not uh the end all be all you know maybe even if you still reside there you know that there's more like you're mentioning from traveling and growing and keeping your nose clean and minding your business and doing the things you need to do to become successful. So did you ever feel like you would be an entrepreneur at that point? Did you think that you were going to go into business for yourself um, while you were a young man? Or do you think it was more so like, um, I don't know how I'm going to get out the hood, but just know that I'm getting out. Which one? <laughs> You know, that's kind of a great question. Like, I look back at it, I look back on it, period. And I, a coach reached out to me this week, and he was like, he said this, and it kind of blew my mind. He was like, I always knew you were going to be successful. So, like, in my mind, I don't think about that. Like, the weirdest part about the hood mentality is you don't know if you're going to make it to 21, like, or make it to a certain age, because a lot of people, a lot of young men, a lot of women don't. Um, so I never knew at the time, but... Eventually, I started, as I got older, I'm like, I want to be my own boss. Like, I, I don't like people telling me what to do to a certain extent. Um, I want to dip and dab into entrepreneurship. But I didn't know what that was at the time. So I would hear different ventures and stuff. And then what really got me inspired was at 20, about 23, a friend of mine came to me and was like, he's going to start a business. And it was a, a party business at the time because he knew I was throwing house parties. 
So he was like, come with me, man, and we can start this business together. And I started my first business at 23. And the name of that company was the CEO's Marketing Firm. And all we literally did was throw college parties in Greensboro and Charlie. <laughs> So you had been you had been on the scene probably college as far as getting the money and establishing that um, I want to get out the hood. Okay, and like that's actually interesting. Like you said, you don't think about it that much. Um, you know, you just knew that you wanted to be out. Some people they only think about how to get out, and you know, you watch those like hair brain scheme. Like I was watching Atlanta the other night, matter of fact, with like Childish Gambino. And I'm just like, you know, they was just trying to figure out how to get out the hood, you know? And that's all that every episode was about on their mind, like how we getting out the hood. And so, you know, for me, it's one of those things where I'm glad that there's that other side and that other perspective where people's minds are free and they, they're so positive they utilize their resources uh, without overthinking, over, over, you know, constructing ways for success. And, you know, like you said, it was undergrad, it was college for you, you do college parties, but that right there, that's success at 23. Yeah. <laughs> it, it taught me a whole bunch of business etiquette, man. Like I didn't know it took so much to throw a party. So it taught me how to micromanage. And I had to basically manage street teams from A&T, um, Winston State, um, High Point University, um, you name it, any college around the triad area. We had particular students promoting from there. And then, you know, we had UNCG, we had all the kids, um, all the young adults. And then we had to book a shuttle van. We had to talk to a graphic designer. Um, we had to talk to security. We had to book the venue. So it took a lot of work, but it taught me, like I said, a lot of business etiquette. And I'm talking about, I'm talking to model, modeling organizations like Mozique at A&T. I'm talking to, um, you know, um, not Mozique from Winston State. Tour was um, A&T. So I would, you know, network with a whole bunch of people. So it taught me how to network as well at a young age. Wow. Interesting. Like that's, that's the key part right there, you know, getting it while you're young. So when you are older, you already have the experience and those life lessons. So it's so important. Okay, so um, Francis, do you want to let everybody know, you know, one of your handles right now? I know you got a lot of hats that you wear. What are, what are, where can people find you right now? Um, you know. For sure, for sure. Thank you, thank you. Um, so the business page is... Dream, literally get the hottest spell, U, um, E-M, which stands for Event Planning and Marketing, uh, 2018. So Dream U, E-M, 2018 um, on IG. Um, the personal is uh, Chaz, that's my nickname, underscore, a.k.a. underscore Thanos. Um, that's on um, 
that is on IG as well. So definitely. Okay, that's where they can find you. Child. Yep. Okay, that's so funny. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So let's kind of get into Dream You. Um, that's how I met you. You were wearing that particular hat that day uh, when I came across you and identified you. Um, so just kind of give me a little bit more of that scoop on where that started. I know you had the CEO's uh, marketing party, 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 you know, wherever um, that was. But uh, where did we come into event planning and marketing? So the party game took me took me a long way, uh, but it taught me, like I said, business etiquette. So it taught me how to, to book venues, um, taught me the event planning side of it was like I said networking with all these venues and like I said I enjoyed it I mean I've thrown parties at the baseball stadium and went to Salem the, the suites up there um I stole I've thrown parties at the Sheridan off of Billy Graham in Charlotte for CIAA um got a lot of chance to meet a lot of artists and, and network like that but I wasn't seeing the fruits of my labor so I kind of retired from the party game and then you know some time had went by and I got that itch again for for um, entrepreneurship. So I started a Dream You uh, event planning and marketing in uh, uh, August of 2018. So we are currently going on year three. Um, and what the, the symbol means so much to me because when you start something, you got to have something to motivate you. So I, I went to a graphic designer and I kind of told him, I was like, I need, this is what Dream You stands for. And Dream You, um, basically our mantra is, if you dream it, we bring it to life. Um, so uh, the wings on the D of Dream You are uh, the Greek god Morpheus. And the Greek god Morpheus, what he does is he creates dreams. So that's the, 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 the secret behind the D in Dream You. And then of course the moon is on the symbol as well. So of course, when do you dream? You dream at nighttime. So I put a lot of thought and emphasis behind Dream You. Um, it catapults me. It drives me every day. Uh, last year, in 2019, I was in the newspaper. Um, so it's, it's, it's growing. I have so many clients at this point. We're in year three. I'm currently in the midst of joining another business partner. We're merging together. So I'm kind of kind of working that out. But right now, Dream You is my baby. That's awesome. I would have never thought that um, there was so much like symbolism behind the logo. And now that I look at it, I see everything that you just explained. I'm like, oh my goodness. Because I seen the D and I seen the U and I seen it all at first. But now that you're showing the moon and the wings, I'm like, oh my goodness, it all comes together. And it's crazy, you know, how something when it's for you, it's for you. And logos are very important in your brand. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I really, I see it now, you know, I don't feel like um, it wasn't explained thoroughly. Like I can identify and I see why dream you is important to you and you, you are growing. So kind of tell me what it's like um, to be expanding at this point. How does that feel to have that growth and development coming, you know, from somebody in Winston-Salem, you know, Everybody in the 336 knows how to throw a good party, but how does it feel to be an entrepreneur really doing business? I mean, I think definitely it's important to make your mark on the city or wherever you're at, no matter what you do. Um, so at this point, I think we're, we're very well recognizable. Um, so it's all about growth. And in Seinfeld, I love this, this the Wale song, um, Matrimony, I think. 
Mm -hmm. um, Seinfeld kind of starts it off in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he talks about growth and unexplained growth. You don't know what it is until you kind of get there. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like I'm feeling the growth and it's crazy how it kind of catapults me. Um, you know, once you see your name in the paper or people start recognizing your business and your brand, um, you know, people really, really recognize you and it shows your hard work. You know, prime example, even with you, like I love the aesthetic on your page. So what you're doing with your shirts, how you're branding your business, it's, it's, it's really be proud of yourself really kudos because you're doing a good job so um with dream you we're just trying to grow um we have several clients we have a event planning business we market we have a catering business stuff to go we have a uh, company called groom me beard care we market them on social media q jackson um the j brand um d the personal trainer so we have a whole bunch of clients and we're still growing currently right now so if anyone needs any marketing digital media marketing you know who to come to dream you will hook you up <laughs> I know that's right. You better plug it in, Francis. All of them. And shout out to everybody that you mentioned, Stuff to Go, um, Q Jackson. Shout out to them. I'm getting familiar with their brands. And like I said, I'm identifying Black excellence through other people who are identifying Black excellence. And so if anybody knows somebody and their credibility is off of, you know, that strength, then I'm like, oh, okay, let me see who this is. Get to know them, Get you know, and boom, that's how it happens every time. That's how we get um, the network and the, the buzz built and I think that's awesome um, you're not even in Charlotte and it's crazy how many people that you associate with in the floor and how how active I would when I first met you I thought you guys were from here and then y'all were like no we gotta get back to we gotta get back to Greensboro I was like oh y'all leaving <laughs> I was like y'all live here I was like y'all done brought the whole party over here <laughs> I definitely love Charlotte though man you guys um, are the I think you guys moved to number 12 or 14 in, this, in the country as far as population-wise. Yeah, um, I, I love the city, man. I love the culture. So I love Charlotte. Yeah, well, Charlotte loves you. So um, it's a lot like, I, I again, there's a lot of people you've networked with here that definitely vouch for your business. And so that's great that you have that credibility and you're not even like literally in this city. So kudos to you. Um, now, as far as Dream U is concerned, um, Let's be realistic. Um, you've, you've been in business three years. You're growing. You're coming across all of these great individuals that are like-minded. They're sharing the same qualities as you. Um, does it ever get tough? Like, do you ever experience like a moment where you're just like, Ugh. you know what? I, it does, man. I, I would, I would lie. I would be lying to you if I tell you it didn't. You know. Um, you know, we have our days. Any entrepreneur, you know, you have your days. So at the end of the day, I think it's it's important to surround yourself with, like you said, like-minded people, um, like feeding off different energy. So like I talk to other entrepreneurs all the time that inspire me. That's in my, I call it my tribe, my people that I rock with. And, you know, when I hear their stories, I'm like, okay, that's inspiring. You know, like my man, John Kinzer, he has a, uh, a trucking company. My man Calvin, um, he has a uh, pressure washing slash cleaning business. Um, so when I talk to other entrepreneurs and I hear their struggle, um, I definitely just, it's, it's good energy, it's good vibes. And then also I advise any entrepreneur, whether you're starting now or whether you, you're in business four years, five years, consistency is the key. So no matter what you're going through, just stay consistent. Like it can be hard, but just know that 
ultimately your goal is to walk away from your nine to five and have your business sustain your income and catapult you to wherever you want to go in life, you know? So entrepreneurs, not for, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but it's, it's one of the best fields to be in because it teaches you, it is no safety net. It's like, nah, I, I have to go out here and grind and go get this money. For real. You got to go out here and grind to get that money. I like that. That's, that's a quote, quote of the day. You have to grind to go out here and get this money. Yes. Yes, I know that's right. So I'm glad that you are being realistic and you're letting the people know out here it's not easy every day. Of course, I've had other people on the show that have expressed the same thing. So that's good to know that that's that same, um, you know, emphasis on I got the grind to get this and it's enough for it to go around for everybody. Um, but what are you doing to differentiate yourself? What are you doing to stand out? What are you doing aesthetically to make yourself um, more eye-catching to the next? Um, you know, I think that's how I felt when I started my podcast. I was like, dang, what am I going to do to make my, like, what, what, what's so special about me for me to stand out um, against the next person with a podcast? And, you know, one day I read something. I think I was scrolling on, like, Facebook maybe, and it said, when you go to the grocery store and you stand in the bread aisle, how many different types of loaves of bread are in that aisle? And I was like, you know what? What makes me less than than being another another loaf on the shelf? It's so much type of bread out here. It's so many different types of podcasts, so many different types of businesses, marketing, event planning, so many different types of everything. Why can't you be a part of it? And in that moment, that's when I knew, you know, hey, I'm going to go for it because it's not going to be easy, but I know I can do what I need to do. So I, I agree with that statement. That is so true. 100%. And one thing I'm going to say is your professionalism, I think, is definitely what separates you, too, because I've been on some other podcasts and they're not as professional as you like. When even when you even when I reached out to you, um, it was like very professional in the beginning. So I I definitely can enjoy your professionalism. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, so do you have any memorable projects or anything in your three years of working with Dream U that you want to like highlight besides the brunt TLT? Because I'm gonna let y'all know about that again. That thing was lit. I'm talking about we was an explicit. Um, they had the camera, DJ trails, the music was bumping, the food was good, everybody was out there. Um, I want to say there's a lot of brands that I recognize from there that I've recognized now, like Ascend Apparel. I'm like, dang. I was like, those was the dudes with the book bags like yep, two yep. years ago. And they're out here getting it. Like I follow them now and I'm like, wow, they're making shoes. They're selling shoes now. So um, again, little people who probably don't even know me or remember me or anything like that, whether they do or not, it's great. But me being able to remember their brand is again, what ignited that fire for me to be like, I want to do um, something where I'm putting us on a platform too and I want to brand it and I want to brand it right so yeah do you have anything memorable like aside from brunch because the brunch CLT was lit y'all y'all missed out <laughs> and you know what believe it or not my marketing side is my bread and my butter 
But the event planning side, prior to COVID, man, I just want to thank everyone for the experience in hiring Dream You. So I did a lot of baby showers. I did Sweet Sixteens. Um, working with those people were, was, was exceptional for them giving us the opportunity. The biggest event I did that kind of, for me, impacted me was a, a company called uh, Black Shaw Enterprises. Actually, they were out of Charlotte. They hired me to do a, a give back to the community. So it was a charity event. And, um, you know, once again, I chose the location of the hood because I wanted to give back to my community. So um, we ended up doing a giveaway in East Winston and we ended up giving away charity bags that had turkeys, gift cards, all kind of sweets, cookies and trinkets in there. And that was one of the most impactful events for me because I was able to hire uh, staff members with, with, with DreamU, for DreamU to execute the event. So I was helping my people. Um, of course, with the staff, and I was helping the community. So that one was probably the most impactful one, giving back to the community with the, the charity giveaway. Awesome. That's what's up. And I wanted to know what was the most important one or what was the best uh, memorable one for you because, of course, that, that gives you that satisfying aha feeling. Like I know each of them is no, no different and no more important than the last you know, of course, we all want to be grateful for each opportunity, but the ones that give you that, ah, when you go to bed at night, that, ah, we did it, you know, that's, that's nice. It feels good, does it not? <laughs> it does, man. I tell anybody, man, one thing you want to know, no matter what you do in this life, is you want to know that you're actually good at it. Like, when you get that, that gratification, like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Or I can do this. It feels it's like a light switch that never goes off because you know once you've done it one time, you're able to do it again and duplicate that. So yeah, I agree with you 100 percent Yes, I see the things that they wishing on me. Hope I got some brothers that I live me. They gon' tell the story, shit was different with me. God's plan. God's plan. I hold back sometimes I won't. Yeah. I feel good sometimes I don't. Like, okay so francis we've talked about you know dream you we've covered the hood we've covered belize <laughs> we've covered we covered all the good stuff um but i know that i personally was interested more so in this life coach um program that you're offering and kind of um how you you know you look like a life coach like i'm not you know how there's some people you're like hey you know what does a life coach look like francis you look like a life coach you look like you would inspire me to wake up every morning and go get the bag and i know that our community needs that so tell me a little bit more about that life coaching and experience that you've gained um what does that look like how does it feel you know what? I love it, man. I, honestly, man, I'm, I'm I'm geeked about it, and I say that because I'm my, that's my second company. I'm I'm gearing up to start a consulting company, a life coaching consulting company. So that that's in that's in the works. It be, it's been in the works for a while. Um, what got me secretly wanting to be a life coach was one day uh, I had this young boy, which was my wife's friend, and um, he was scared to get in the pool, and 
you know, I, 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 I talked to him. I talked to him and I was like, I got him away from that fear of the water. And I kind of guided him and we took it slow, took baby steps, got him in the shallow side. And then I got him on the deep side and they were laughing the, the whole time. And they were like, um, man, you should be a life coach, man. You should be a life coach. And then I was like, you know what? I might, let me do my research. So I ended up doing my research and the, basically the premise of a life coach is to help people to achieve their dreams. Like a lot of times people don't have that, that, that security net or the, the know-how, the know-to, to, to, to do anything in life, like how to be an entrepreneur or how to lose weight or how to write a book. So I was like, let me be that beacon, that light to try to help people accomplish their goals. And that is the purpose of a life coach is to help any individual accomplish their goals. Um, so that's what got me starting life coaching, man. And I'm, I'm super geeked about it. I got one client right now uh, who is, um, I'm not going to reveal what he's working on, just out of confidentiality. <laughs> but I, uh, I've been working with him since November, and uh, yeah, we're gonna get his his goals and dreams accomplished. That's good. You know, people need more people like you. Um, again, this is something I've said before, but there's a stigma attached um, to mental health. There's a stigma attached um, to a state of mind. There's stigma attached to feelings and emotions in our community. And so what you're doing is actually um, breaking that barrier, giving that ability. And I'm not saying you're not going to, um, you know, have clients that may or not, may, you know, may or may not be, uh, you know, other culture and race. But for us and who we are as a people, we definitely need that and we should embrace it and embrace it uh, embrace it as often as we can and you bring that to the table because uh like I said you look like a life coach you look like if I was scared of water which I'm not but if I was scared of water I would actually feel more comfortable with you helping me get into the water and feel more comfortable with you conquering that fear than I would with some of my friends and family members. And that's a, and that's a true statement. And the reason I say that is because you provide that energy, that level of comfort and that state of mind that really we need. And so um, you did the research. Did you have to get like a certification or anything like that? Like what was the process like for that? I did, man. I did some research and due diligence and I tried to find a good program because there are a lot of programs that that allow you to become a life coach. Um, but I was like, I need one that's affordable. And I, I looked into it. There's a company called New Skills Academy. Um, you probably see them on Facebook or online all the time. I think I did. I looked at their reviews. Actually, I saw them on Indeed as well. Um, they're a pretty dope company. Um, and, and I got my certification through them uh, October 2018 as well. So, oh, okay. So you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, uh, as far as like, yeah, definitely being certified. Um, and it's a certification that you don't necessarily have to keep up. So, um, and I tell people all the time, sidebar, like everyone is a life coach to a certain extent. So um, you don't have to be certified, but everyone is a life coach. So I can learn from you. You can learn from whoever in life because you want to learn from their their journeys. So everyone is life coach to a certain extent. So that's how I ended up getting my certification. It was like, I think it was like, three months I had to do the, uh, the the classwork in the online so it was super dope okay 
Good, good. Well, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of an education piece that we all need to have if we're going to be given unwarranted advice or warranted advice. So that's why I was curious, just kind of, you know, some people don't know what they're doing. You know, that's all I'm going to say. But you definitely have that capacity. And I'm knowing that, like I said, I didn't know that you had that certification um, since 2018. So that's interesting to know that you were wearing a lot of hats back then with the dream you and this and everything like that. And that's all, that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that. Um, now, I know, Francis, this is your favorite part that we get ready to get into, um, aside from the life coaching. Look at you. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about leveling up. Um, I, I, again, I'm going to say, like, what can you not do? Like, this man was like, I'm getting ready to write a book and I'm going to publish it by myself. So tell me about that. Because when I looked when I looked at the information and the reviews on the book, because it's on Amazon, y'all. Um, when I looked at everything, it said independently published. I was like, independently? You know, that that's a lot of work. So tell me more so about where you um, fell in your heart and started to conceive writing your book and what that was like for you. So it also, I mean, let me, let me say this as well. In 2018, I got married as well. So oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. It's 2018 was a crazy year for me, but moving forward to leveling up. Um, you know what, to be honest with you, sometimes God puts something on your heart and put it in your mind. Right. Um, I felt like just reading other people's stories. I was reading T.D. Jakes and, and reading Steve Harvey and other people's you know work. And I was like, well, they're all kind of doing the same thing. And they're they're telling their they're giving you inspiration and giving you their life story along the way. And I was just like, hey, I can do that, too, because my story alone is very inspirational. And I decided to start putting my my thoughts to paper. And that was the first step. So it took me two and a half years to go from thought to um, writing it, to actually typing it, to proofreading it, to finding an editor, to actually self-publishing it. So, and you did a great job in your research because a lot of people don't realize there's a difference between self-published and publish. So I didn't take my work to an agency. I just said my work is good enough and I'm confident in myself enough to self-publish this. And I self-published it through Amazon, which I've sold 70 books in two months, y'all. That's what's up. That's so crazy. You know, again, when I seen the book come out, because I think by the time you were promoting the book, I had already started the podcast. So when I started looking, I was like, no, he really got a book out here. And I seen the growth, the progression, because I monitor, you know, I watch everybody's, you know, I love to see who's doing what, what they got going on, who's, a, you know, who's with this next, who's got this next. And Francis dropped his book. I was like, oh my goodness. And every time you hit a milestone, you're like, boom, 60 copies sold. Boom, 70 copies sold. Really pretty soon it's gonna be boom, 100, 200, three, 400 copies sold. And that's great that you're confident in your own work because again, sometimes we feel as um, you know, black people, we are not good enough or we aren't um, as strong enough or capable enough um, to actually manufacture and do it from start to finish 
something that you know doesn't necessarily require a middleman and i'm glad that you um did that because again nothing's wrong with people who have to go to an agency or who desire to do that or their you know feeling is more so in that but again to see the other side someone who didn't do that and it's just as great as somebody who might have so, you know, that's just something for everybody to realize and understand. Like, sometimes what's really holding us back is us. It's not the agency. It's not the next person. It's not the, you know, the the person who's at up top running it. Sometimes it's us. You, you wrote a book. You said, what's stopping me from writing a book and getting it out here? And you did it. And I don't know how long it takes to write a book because, again, I've never, you know, thought about, hey, me publishing a book. Who never knows? Maybe I'll get there. But I, I never imagine a time frame on how long it takes to really make a book, write one, put it out, and start selling it. So that's crazy that, you know, again, you started this, well, you had a lot of other things going on. New husband, new business, new profession, new mindset. And you're like, mm, I'm going to actually get into this. Had no idea. So that's what's up. Um, what do you want to say to people who look like us that may have a book out here, you know, that they want to write or, or they might have a story they want to be heard? What do you, what do you say? I mean, again, you've done it from start to finish. So. Honestly, I, I learned this from Steve Harvey, man. I think a lot of people just being one, me being a human being, me being a life coach, me being a person who observes people and just listens to a lot of people a lot of things that hold people back is fear. Like people are really fearful to do anything like, cause they're scared of failing. And I commend you first of all, for even putting your, putting, using your platform to promote, you know, black vibrations and positivity and being an optimist, you know? So um, just don't be fearful. Just whether you, you, don't know what you're doing or whether you do know what you're doing just put it out there Steve Harvey said just take that leap a lot of people don't want to take that leap of faith no matter what they're doing in this world they're scared of what people are going to think they're scared of what people are going to say and that's just not the way to live and I say that because at the end of the day life too short too sweet not to do what you want to do or not do what you want to try so if you are um, inspiring just go ahead and do it um, if you're in the process just continue to write um, and, and, and your work is going to speak for itself. Um, it's definitely going to speak for itself. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you um, are inspired by other people and you're motivated by other people. Um, like you said, you seem like you do a lot of reading and research. And so um, that kind of molds into what you're becoming and who you are and your values and your principles. So that's good that you're speaking confidently knowing and um, feeling this way uh, about the type of work that you do. Um, again, being an entrepreneur isn't easy. Like you said, everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur. Some people are meant to, um, you know, concept good ideas. Some people are meant to uh, build, you know, the idea and bring it to life. Some people are meant to provide a good or a service, you know, whether it be independently or, you know, as a as an individual contributor, you know, whichever one you want to call it. And so I think that those roles are important. And for those who think that this is something that they are interested in, I think that's great to just gather that and feel for that and understand, hey, 
I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to tell you now, Francis, and I'm going to tell everybody else that maybe they know, they might not know. When I first started this, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I watch a lot of podcasts on, you know, YouTube. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, I'm inspired by a lot of podcasts. But I didn't know what I, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to, like, formulate and bring it to life. And, of course, help is needed with these things. And so, of course, I got the proper help. I got the proper team. But when it was time to execute, I was like, I cannot believe I'm doing it. It was like, when you on a roller coaster and you getting ready to fall. I was like, ah! <laughs> 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 yes it was like a roller coaster I'm like, ah! but it feels so good now it feels great it's like I could ride this ride every single day for the rest of my life and be content in knowing I'm giving it my all and I'm proud of me and so, you know, it's people, again, like you and Ascend Apparel and, and King Kong Marketing. And I'm serious. I didn't never, I never, I'm trying to tell you, if anybody would tell you I would have believed in this year of 2021, I would wake up and I would be really recording a podcast four years ago. I would not. Wait. I'd be like, you telling a good lie. Like, <laughs> you telling stop a good lying. lie. Like, Exactly. Like, stop playing. So now it's like, wow, like I'm back at it. I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. I'm doing what I what I was called to do. And I'm glad that I'm able to help bring, you know, people like you to the spotlight, the forefront. You deserve it, you know. So again, I want to thank you for just telling us about how you became who you are and, you know, where you're going. So do you think you're going to ever write another book? Because... Actually, the book seemed like it's a lot. You said two years. <laughs> yeah, you know what? To be honest, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret on the Black Vibrations podcast. I am. Um, the title of the next book is gonna be Leveled Up. So this one is leveling up. It's kind of laying the foundation. Leveled Up is going to be more. It's gonna. I'm gonna touch a lot. I'm gonna touch a lot more topics on Leveled Up. Um, you're still gonna learn more about me because I got real open. I opened up a lot with leveling up, but with level leveled up is you're gonna learn um a little bit more. Um, so I'm 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 writing now. I'm in the process of getting some things together, and I'm not sure when I'm gonna release it, but I'm gonna enjoy the wave of leveling up. And but I am gonna write another book, which is titled Leveled Up. I know that's right. That's one of my songs. You know, like when it's time to level up, I just think it's so important. You just each time yep each time better and better so we have to just level up level up level yep. up <laughs> yep. yeah that's crazy but i'm i'm glad to know that you have something else in the works because again what can you not do <laughs> tell people all the time i'm just i'm just a vessel man i tell people i'm i'm the uh the co-pilot god is just a pilot man so i'm just kind of going along for the ride and we're going to see what this journey takes me man but i you will know that i'm 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 gonna try my best at whatever i do you know uh so you know whatever he has in store for me i'm definitely gonna just enjoy the smell the roses and enjoy the ride so definitely leveled up is gonna be coming up pretty soon eventually really all about that paper boy got a team to serve a paper cali to decade step in paper boy paper boy all about that paper yeah i keep a team uh yeah paper boy Paper boy, always about that paper boy. If you ain't on your grind, then you flexing, use a hater boy. Paper boy, paper boy, always getting paper boy. If you ain't making money, then you ain't a money maker boy. Paper clip, paper.
Yes, Lord. <laughs> so, Francis, thank you again so much for just joining me. Um, again, we really appreciate you, who you are. You are an icon for what it looks like um, to pull yourself from one position into another. Um, you are, like you said, the co-pilot. God is in control. He's the pilot. And um, yeah, man, I know we already kind of said where your handles are, where we can find you. But um, do you want to go ahead and give them again? Let everybody know, you know, where they can find you where they can follow you, where they can see your journey, where they can buy that book. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, I mean, first of all, like I said, thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, thank you. I, I just can't speak it enough, you know, you know, speaks volumes and thank you for giving me the opportunity. Um, you can find me also on Facebook. Um, my nickname, a lot of you don't realize this is franchise. So, uh, my nickname is chat franchise. So on Facebook, I am chise C H. I-S-E, uh, my last name, Castillo, C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. Same thing on Clubhouse, uh, Chaz Castillo. Um, and um, definitely, I'm willing to reach out, network with anybody. Um, as far as the book, you can find the book on Amazon at Leveling Up with Francis Castillo. Um, I'm currently working on putting it on audiobook. I'm trying to get it in Barnes & Nobles. Um, you never know, might see that joint at Target. So um, we're just going to continue on pushing the book, man. And whoever's listening, go ahead and buy the book and you won't be let down. So it's a super, super dope book. Talking about entrepreneurship, talking about how to invest in the stock market. I got a, I even got a poem in there. So uh, shout out to Rashard Booker for putting a poem in there. And uh, yeah, thank you for all the supporters as well. Yes, man. Y'all already know, man. It's already out. He got it popping. It's hot. Y'all follow Francis, a.k.a. Franchise, a.k.a. Thanos. And you already know, y'all, this is the Black Vibrations Podcast. Peace and blessings. We out. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much. Peace.